What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J from 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. This video is sponsored by BetterHelp, and I receive commissions for referrals to BetterHelp. You guys know that transparency is very important to me because I believe it's the key to communication and bridging the gap in our community. Bridging the communication gap in our community amongst our generations has been very near and dear to my heart for a very long time. I've been working feverishly to spark the heart conversations in our community. As the world changes, people change, things change, life experiences change us. Sometimes it can be hard to express yourself to your loved ones. We all suffer something during the pandemic, some more so than others. Emotions can be like a roller coaster. That's why I'm grateful to BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist is not the right fit for you, for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you can expect from an in-office therapy and with therapists who are custom-picked for you. More scheduling, flexibility, and more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash 12th street. That's betterhelp.com slash 12th street. I've also linked it in the description below. Let's start bridging the communication gap together. Welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. I'm your host, Victoria J. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Freedom Fridays with your girl, Victoria J. And Miss Riri. What's up, Miss Riri? Good morning, good morning. How's everyone doing? Well, I hope everybody's doing fine. But after this prayer, we're going to give them right now. Hopefully, they're going to be doing a little bit better on this Freedom mm -hmm. Friday. Let's get it. 
Father God, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for every breath that we take this morning, every step that we take throughout this day, Father God. We know that you have your hands on it, Lord. Lord, as we go through our day today, let us continue in peace and love, the same love that you bestow on us, oh, Father God. Let it be your will, Father God, that we go through this day and the day after, Father God, with joy in our heart, a praise in our heart, a song in our heart, and your word etched across the tables of our heart. Father God, we thank you in advance for your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, everybody. Amen. 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 Listen, what's going on with you, Miss Miss, Missy? uh, I've been excited about our Freedom Fridays. I've been excited. Yes, I have. I feel like I got a part of my bestie right here with me. I have. It's funny because as much as we talk, God knows we'd be talking. I know, but we used to FaceTime all the time. We don't do that anymore. We just pick up the phone. We used to FaceTime. Like when I had first had my back surgery, we used to FaceTime Uh a lot. Uh And then I had poor internet and I probably still got poor internet. (laughs) And we stopped the FaceTime and went back to phone calls. But yeah, I feel like phone. we get to see each other every Friday. So yeah. It's I'm good. You know, and I think it's good. Honestly, like I, I think I have kind of talked about before, it's just like that human interaction. We, mm-hmm. we lose a lot of that. Phone is, you know, it's a beautiful thing. But sometimes, and it's funny because um, my sister, Shell, my, she's our second older sister. And like, it's funny because she'll still call every now and again, but she still acts like we paying for, like, remember back in the day, you paid, like, time you picked up the phone, you started paying. Like, you could uh-huh. be next door neighbor, you was paying. So if you're like, hi, I don't want if I just called to say I love you, I'll talk to you later. But, and she still does that to this day. I'm like, babe, we don't pay for stuff. Like, show you, you can talk to me. Like, you know, she was like, no. she said, when you text, it could be any, she said, it could be a, um, Somebody could have kidnapped you and just like text and response because you can't see. I just want to see that you're okay. You know, like uh-huh. I want to hear your voice like nobody else is doing it. So she still got that Southern Bell, that Southern Bell AT&T. You uh, think, yo, local calls is the only thing that is uh, free. My, yo, my bell had it locked. That's how, coming from the phone company background, that's why she had the monopoly on things. And yo, Mom Bell had it locked up. Uh-huh. She was on. She was every. She was across the globe. Everything uh-huh. was Bell South, Southern Bell, uh-huh. you know, all of that. It was. It was all about Mom Bell. They still got that Southern Bell plant uh, off of Healy Drive. And every time I ride past it, I go. They don't have phone booths no more. They don't have, well, down south, I don't know, you know, everywhere else, but we don't have phone booths. We get this little paper thin phone book occasionally like every two years and it's just got the list of businesses and it Mm -hmm. may have a few residents of old school people that still want to pay to have their number in the phone book and I just thought about how the time changes even when you just said you know how she does the quick call remember when cell phones first came out you you remember how big my cell phone was and my first phone cell phone bill came in a box y'all I I will never forget that came in a box your bill Yes. The bill came in about you was the talking bill. a lot. Yo, and again, it's that's called Lutz. It is just like, yo, 
it lists out because back then it would list every phone every, every phone call the, the how long you was on the call who you was called your number and then your then their number yo it was just like incredible like yo we didn't realize that how big brother was watching uh-huh. but we could trust that we was going to get that bill God, that's crazy it came in a box I remember when I got my first cell phone and I didn't even know how to work the dang on thing. Mm. I had, you know how they have those little sign up places, you know, if you walk into a store or a laundromat and they have those free giveaway trips, free giveaway. I apparently had put my name down to receive a free cell phone and they actually gave it to me. They didn't tell me all the stuff that I had to go on it but they got me up and they was like come pick up your free cell phone and I went and got it it was huge I mean mm-hmm. it was a it, they I was in the flip era it was like but house, it was still yeah it was like a house phone. and it's funny because I remember getting my cell phone like it was credit checks like yo it was it was some for, for realness you wasn't just getting mm-hmm. no phone like now please nah it wasn't like that it's funny that you said that because like when I got mine um I happened to get, and I, I, yeah, we talked about cars last week. I happened to get my Jetta. I was working at Dillard's that time. Brand new. That was the very first car that I ever got that was brand new, spanking off the lot. And when I got my cell phone, one of my coworkers came in and her parents had bought her a white Jetta. And I love that car. She was in college. And I said, they're never going to give me a car. And she said, well, just go up there and see, you know. I said, I don't know, but I hadn't checked my credit. You know how, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say, you know how black people are when we know we didn't got some bills out there that we didn't pay and we'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, forget that bill. You know, it ain't that, mm-hmm. it ain't that necessary. Girl, when I got the phone and he said my credit was good, I went up to that Jetta place and I remember, and the story goes hand in hand because I filled out the paperwork. I didn't want to test drive the Jetta because I didn't think I was going to get it. So I just mm. filled out the application and walked out. Yeah, well, lo and behold, me and my mom, we went on through our day, you know, on my days off. Her favorite place was Dollar General, Dollar General store, the family's dollars. We went through the whole day. And at the time I had a phone at home and a cell phone. I got home and I had 99 messages from the Jetta place where they had approved my application in 15 minutes. And I really could have been driving around in my car that day. And on my, on my house phone, he had put, and you gave me the wrong cell number. Your cell phone number keeps going to your (laughs) boyfriend. I had given him, I don't know. I hadn't given him my cell phone number, whatever number I gave him. It wasn't mine. And when I picked up the phone to call him back, it was like nine o'clock that night. Me and my mom jumped in some clothes and went up there. They were about to close. And he said, you are new to all of this credit stuff, aren't you? You didn't answer your phone. He said, I had never seen a bank turn around with the yes so quick. And I called you 15 minutes later. and You didn't get back to me the whole day. Incredible. That was crazy. And that was my first time actually leasing a car. I decided not to buy it, but to lease it because they put those options on the table. They was like, you don't have to buy your credit is so good. You can lease. Why they tell me that? And I went in so much credit card debt. I went around that mall getting every credit card that they could offer me. And I learned a valuable lesson. It is not good to have credit cards Mm -hmm. because what I couldn't pay. Not like that. What I couldn't pay them, they was calling back the back the back the back the back 
that is it. That that that's funny. Credit, the only thing is that <laughs> one credit card, that one fresh brand new credit card, mm-hmm. and they come out the woodwork. Oh, she got good credit. She knew the credit. Girl, and that's what I was trying to tell my daughter. Cards. I that's what I've been trying to tell my daughter. She went and bought her first car. Well, her second car, but her first car with a car payment. And I was trying to tell her, you know, I had put her on my Capital One card and you know that story to get her own card. And they gave her one with a $3,000 mm-hmm. limit. She, they gave her one more than mine. And I was like, be careful how you spend. But I don't think she's taking heed. And we're going to find out in a couple months. I'm going to be telling y'all on Freedom Friday how much she didn't call me and, and <laughs> cried about. It. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's responsible, buddy. She is. She's about one of my most responsible out of the three. Her and my, her and my son, they're responsible money. I can say that. So, because she, I was t- telling her last month, I said, why don't you put X, Y, and Z on your credit card for me and let me give you a few dollars and I'll pay it back. And she was like, no, I already didn't charge enough on my credit card. And I'm that. looking at her like, you got this $3,000 clarity. This little $100 ain't going to kill you. But I understand she already learned the concept mm-hmm. looking at me with bad credit and having to beg people for stuff. Let me keep my she credit. Wanna, she want to keep her little, exactly. She want to <laughs> keep her little card. She ain't trying, you know, thank, but thank God, again, we talk about what end of a lesson someone learns. And even my daughter, she uses against, not against me in a bad way, but she always uses my words against me because um, I don't remember what the story was. And I, I know I told it to you before. I was looking at something some so many years ago and they had interviewed this young man and he had a brother and the guy asked him, um, well, what happened, you know, like what happened in your life that you became? And he was definitely a product of the streets. Whereas his brother was like a prominent lawyer and all this other good stuff. And he said, my father was an alcoholic. So it's just like, uh, it's that one story, but depending on what you take of it uh-huh, uh-huh, is where you go. Uh-huh. But I say all of that to say, all roads still lead in the direction uh-huh. it's supposed to. Uh-huh. Our paths might be different. Our trials might be different. To get that testimony, you have to go through a lot of tests. Your Uh test is not going to be my test because I might not have that same endurance to run the race the same way you are. That's why when you run the race, you pass the baton, you pass the baton, you pass the baton because everybody is not running the same way. I can Uh only go this far. Now I got to give this over to you. I'm trusting that you're going to take it the next road Uh and you're going to pass off and you're going to trust, but you did your part. You stayed in your lane and you did your part. That's all we should be able to do. That's the uh-huh. only story we can tell accurately. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. that's your part. That's uh-huh. that's that's trust, you know. And I I just I look at life. You say of the three, that's your one. That but God, this story this story is not over yet. Right, 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 right. Eventually, be going to see you know it, it'll come like wow you know she went through this he went through that da, 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 da. We, yo it's going to be an awesome thing it's going to uh-huh. be an awesome thing and I, I pray to god that we're around to see how it unfolds the next chapter 
but even so they have enough tools in their life that's uh-huh. your that's the that's the important part is just having those tools just you trusting know, that's that's it we talked about on our first episodes and you you by the way thanks thank you for that therapy i'm gonna need some more throughout the course of this video throughout the course of the day <laughs> speak those isms we talked about oh, that yeah. in our first episode about um and we actually talked about it last week about staying in your lane i can't you know you spoke about you know do what i only what i can do so and i was listening to this podcast um before me and you got on today and they were talking about just that they they were best friends and they were talking about how it it was a guy and a girl best friend and he dresses her for her events and they were talking about how um she had to fire him at one point Mm -hmm. because they couldn't he he wasn't where she was at she was at the place of keeping her finances and her business part of her life separate from their friendship. Mm-hmm. And he was building his career off of dressing her and all his focus was of getting to a success level to whereas she was off of her. And mm-hmm. she said she didn't fire him because of mishap. She fired him because she mm-hmm. didn't want him to depend on her uh-huh. success to uh-huh. build his career uh-huh. and we talked that, we talked yeah, about that, that in our first wow. episodes when you were talking about the steps and staying in your lane and so yeah I, I listen I listen That's sometimes it. I I like that though because I mean you definitely know my story of when I worked for the phone company and how I got that job was just crazy if you remember I was working for um a local ticketing company here and, um, I'm, you know, I was on the phone and I didn't really, you know, this is another, you don't realize who you're working beside. You don't realize. And I didn't, I went through the training and everything and I got this job. And one of the gentlemen that was there, he was like a, a head hunter or whatever, you know, whatever. I don't really know the word, but basically what's that show? It's, it was like a show, like, um, he's like, it could be the boss of the company. He's the owner of the company, but he's working oh, yeah. side by side. Yeah. So what is it? My bo- bosses or something like that. I don't yeah. know the name, but basically that's, that's what happened to me when I was working in, working at the ticketing company. I mm-hmm. didn't realize that he went through the training so he could see, you know, like what other people seen and what they had to go through and all this other stuff. So their monitor, you know, like we got, Thank you for calling that, man. Take your order, please. Okay, you got to find up seats. And mm-hmm. I'm, this is New York, so we're talking like the, the theater district. Like, they want mm-hmm. center, center, first row. Like, they want, like, some for real stuff. And mm-hmm. people coming from out of town. And, you know, like, I'm coming. I have to have this day because I'm coming here. Da, da, da. So, you know, I'm looking up the tickets. They're listening to me all this time. And he would purposely, he would be a caller. Like, you know, the more calls. And he would be purposely nasty because they, they want to throw you off and they right. want to see mm-hmm. how you hit. Mm-hmm. And the nastiest somebody got, the more, you know, like put it on, just smell, you know, because mm-hmm. in my head, I'm only here for eight hours. This is not going to be my life. This mm-hmm. is only my right now. Now, with all that being said, I didn't have any kids. You know, that was my first marriage at the time, mm-hmm. you know, so I knew that. 
I needed that check to stay fly, to keep my, that was one of my first jobs because I was an entrepreneur, you know, like uh -huh, having uh -huh. your own business and all this stuff. Now you got the shucking job for somebody else. So, but uh -huh. I say all that to say, I lived in North Carolina. This is me moving back to New York. And my head, this is what you got to do. You have responsibilities, uh -huh. you know, like, yeah, you're on your own, but this is still what I wanted to do. Long story, so a long, a very long story, but he's, he's monitoring me. I didn't realize it. And then he, his tour was done with that job and he was going on to the next job. So this is why I, I like that story that you just told. He was on his way to the next job. He wanted to immediately take me with him because uh -huh. he liked, you know, how I handle things for a customer uh -huh. service as a customer service rep at the phone company where he uh -huh. was going. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that. I can't follow behind you everywhere you go, you know. And he's like, are you, you're just crazy. Like you should do this. And it, and it was, it was, you know, the money was like, all of that was like, yes, I should, I should. But my integrity was like, I'm a door. Cause you never know when you may have to open it again. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Don't do that. So I was like, Speak no, I have it. to give them. And again, just learning how to work, you know, having my own business and stuff. You the handbook you got to give them two weeks notice. So I bought a book. Uh -huh. you no, know, I have to give them two weeks and all you know, like I I just felt like I wanted my integrity and that that speaks value. Uh -huh. So long I keep saying a little story short, but you are so I, I said no, I gotta give them the two weeks. So I gave them the two weeks notice and all this other stuff. So first he was like, Well, you know, I'm leaving now and I I can't, you know, like wow, you just blew an opportunity. So I was uh -huh. like, well, then I blew the opportunity because where I was at, even though my pay was not going to be what that pay was, I was still okay. Uh -huh. I trusted that God will always provide for me what I needed. And uh -huh. I was okay at any of it. I knew uh -huh. more money would just, as big as more money, more problems. I knew more money would just have me and more, you know, finer things and different things. My mind wasn't, yeah, I need more money because my kids and my car and I wasn't right. thinking like that. I had enough to go to the clubs. I had enough to, you know, to, well, we was going to lounges back then. My ex-husband, he was into the music industry. So he, you know, like I had enough to definitely stay that eye candy. And no, I was good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Long story short, he went to this, the um the the headhunter, what I went to the next job. I stayed at my present job. And he was like, we still have an opportunity for you to come or whatever, you know, if you, that spoke value to me, like you would really want to give them the two weeks, like you know that uh -huh. stuff. Me, that made a good impression on him, uh -huh. a great impression. So now here's where God's definitely gonna work in your favor. I stayed. I gave them the two weeks notice when I was supposed to go to this next job. They didn't have room for me to be a rep. The rep was already that that position was already filled. You know, like all the reps. Uh -huh. Do you not know they had to create a position for me? Amen. That creation being presented, as you know, I got to travel. They had a whole thing centered around me. I was the head. Yo, God, God has it. I didn't have to be a rep. I uh. ended up being a manager of this. You know, like this. This is my thing. This econ thing was mine. I had, uh, you know, uh, no, I had to, he got calls overflow. Like, you know, you need to take a call. Da, 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 da. I got to travel, got to go to different states. I got to do different things. 
all because I waited on the on God. I waited on uh-huh. the word. I waited for that movement and I did the right thing. With that uh-huh. being said, that made him believe in me. That made him trust that I would do the right thing for him. So, okay, I go to this next job and now it's, he's done with that job and he's ready to move again. And he's, you know, you're going to come with me. And I said, you know, what? I can't spend my life following behind you in what you do. Uh-huh. I have to make a mark for me. And uh-huh. this, I feel, is the place because there's move, you know, there was movement, not just uh-huh. lateral movement. There was advancement. Uh-huh. Sure enough, I became a team leader. I became a manager. Again, they created another division around me. I became a financial analyst. And y'all, um, it was it was a beautiful thing. I stayed at that job for maybe a little over 10 years until my back went out. Actually, before I kind of flashback, before my back went out, I got pregnant with Malika. And when I was pregnant, you know, I come from a stay-at-home mom environment, all that good stuff. So when I was pregnant, I, I didn't want kids. I never wanted, and you, I never wanted kids. So I was like, after I had this baby, I'm going to be right back to work the next day. Did I, you, you, did you speak all that stuff? Because uh-huh. you don't know. Uh-huh. I had that baby. And Life you ain't like, went back to work yet. Back to work. <laughs> I'm never doing this again. And I look, I'm going to be the best mother I could possibly be in life. And I told my boys then. I was like, you know, and then my, my husband, Michael, I said, well, Mike, you know, I'm not going back to work. And Mike was like, he knows, he knew my parents. He's my high school sweetheart. So he knew that dynamic of where I came from. And he was like, you ain't got to work. You know, I do everything I got to do to, you know, make sure that you stay home and, and you be it because he knew that dynamic of my mother, and my father, and he mm-hmm. wanted to be my mom and my dad. He wanted that so bad. To this, to this very day, he wants what they had as far as that stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. that's going to take care of those kids. That's what he wants. And sure enough, I told my boss, and I was like, you know, and I'm talking, I was directly under the owner of the company. So it wasn't the boss of the boss of the boss. No, right. it was the owner of the company. He had someone and I was under that person. And when I, I met the boss that. of the company, exactly. He was like, I pictured Irene Watson to be something different. He was like, you just carry the weight on your, the world on your shoulders and you a little old thing. Like, I, I didn't even imagine, you know, like somebody puts I, a version in their head of because of everything you're doing. And it's, I it's remember crazy. the Intergon interview I took you to that you finessed the Girl, people out of and didn't Yo, even know how to work a fax machine. Work. Exactly. <laughs> and, ended up, and that was my first job there, coming fresh out of owning my own business. Fresh uh-huh. out of order my business. Remember you got and, that keyboard from yo, the Goodwill or somewhere? You were sitting at home no, practicing on a keyboard. Apple, and it, it wasn't... Was Apple. I mean, yeah. Apple or Adam. The Adam yeah, computer. and I, I said, you would sit there with the just the keyboard part in your lap, trying, you know, rememorizing the keys, which was smart mm-hmm. back then. And I should have did Ma- that. Can I say but her name? Were- Mavis Beacon. Her name was Mavis, that little tip. Mavis... Ma- that recording thing was called Mavis Beacon. That's how we learned how to type of off of Mavis, Mavis Beacon, I believe her name was. Well, who was that? That was, was that- a disc, that disc, it was this little black, she was a black lady. It was a tutorial and she would be like your online. It was a, a, a disc, a, um, a CD-ROM. You would put it in and she would just be like your teacher for the day. And if you did something wrong, 
she, you know, like it was her name was Mavis Beacon. I will never forget. That's how I, I gotta find her, to her today, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if she still exists. Well, I know I still, you know, I keep everything. I still yeah. have those discs. So if you got a CD ROM, I could definitely I still send that CD it. ROM to you. I don't know how to I do it. I will find a space because I know my family says that all the time. Like, go on, God, you still got that? I, I love, I love stuff. I definitely love stuff, but I trust. Let me go with that word again. I trust that God will always help me to have space in this place for all of this stuff. But I trust them even more to know, especially after my brain being cut into and, and pieces being cut out, all that stuff. I trust that God will have me in a place of remembrance. Mm -hmm. I trust when I tell these stories that people remember. Like it blew me away when my aide bought me a shirt. She made a shirt and she bought she bought it to me and it said, I don't have to hit you to get you. And oh, don't cry, really. Yeah, I, I am gonna cry because that did something to me because that was my sister's say, oh my sister would say that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I ain't gonna hit you to get you. But the reason why I'm trying these are happy tears is because she got the assignment. Right. And I would just, I would just like just tell her random stories. Random, yeah. And she went and made me a shirt. Don't cry. And green letters, my favorite color. I know. I and seen I'm that. here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. She she got the assignment. She got this up. And again, you get on my nerves. There's that word trust. Let me tell you guys trust. something. I we have been friends for over 30 some odd years. We didn't stop counting, but we know it's over 30. And I probably heard my bestie cry twice. And it's been recent or seen her cry twice. And it's been recent because I always thought of her as my strong friend. That that I wouldn't say nothing bothers her, but she don't let it get to the point like I do. I'm a crier. I cry about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And and the first time I heard her cry, I didn't know what to do. And you know how you 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 put in these situations, and you don't know what what to do because you didn't expect that out of that one person. You're that one person I didn't expect that out of. But you know, well, you I'm know glad. Why I love tears. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I have to say this because I want people to know not only is it okay, mm -hmm. we're still human. And mm -hmm. you can this, and it's funny that because my boss then, the owner of the company, he was like, I just pictured you different to be so big and so strong because you just carry the work. That's how people would perceive you, that you're so mm. strong, you know, like you're not small. When I had my stroke and my aneurysm, People was like, I would have never thought this would happen to you. You of all people, you're so strong and you take care of yourself and you're so mm -hmm. positive and da, da, da. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why not? So sometimes things have to happen to the strongest because mm -hmm. people need to see, wow, she hurts just like I hurt. She mm -hmm. bleeds just like I bleed. Mm -hmm. When I had that stroke and an aneurysm and I had to get three brain surgeries plus a stomach surgery, I couldn't eat. I just started eating recently. You know, I just started really retaining weight. Recently, I was under 90 some odd pounds. Mm -hmm. So it's just like people need to see the strong person go through all of that. 
So they mm-hmm. can know, wow, this can really like, you know, I had long hair and it just always had a nice, healthy head of hair or my hair was shaved off. People needed to see that. I couldn't talk. I couldn't see. I couldn't move. I was, y'all, people needed to see me heal. They mm-hmm. needed to see. Because mm-hmm. when people, when you know what happens? When people see you at this, they don't know that you really go through stuff. So mm-hmm. if someone, if, you, if I never revealed what was wrong with me as far as the strokes and the aneurysm and all of that, people would just look like, you know, while she has it all together, she's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People don't know your story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's amazing. need to know that. That's amazing. That's a, and, and you're so right about that. You know, me and you talk often and I was talking to you yesterday about something I was going through. And, you know, God just had to remind me and even listening to that podcast and listening to you now, I'm always doubting if it's me talking or if it's God talking. Mm -hmm. But the amazing thing about the God that we serve, when I do go to him in my secret room and talk to him and I say, you know, God, I just can't cipher whether it's my thoughts or you talking to me. He always sends me a sign. So even with you saying what you just said just a few minutes ago, I mean, God, that's just, just, it just touched my heart for one. And for two, it was a confirmation. Mm. If Mm. that makes sense, I can't really explain it. You just have to have a relationship with God and you already know what I have been going through the last couple of days. So it just gave me a confirmation of I'm on the right path. I'm on the right path. And I don't want to do the ugly cry, but thank you. See, this is why you guys need that's release, honey. That's yeah, it's it's release. And that's you know the stick in my ears, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say I, I, again, I don't, I can't speak for all nationalities or other nationalities. I've only the one thing I've only been in my life is a black woman, so I will speak about my experience. And by no means who I am, I'm not saying this is how you should be and why aren't you. I'm just speaking personally. So if I don't always say that, this is so you know, I'm speaking personally as a yeah. black woman. I was, I was, I, I like to say the city birthed me, but the country raised me. Right. And uh, my name is Irene. And in reverse, my mother was also Irene. The country birthed her, but the city raised her. Mm-hmm. So we have, again, the same story, but depending on how you see that triangle, it flips mm-hmm. and it flops, you know. But I was taught <sighs> that you would be strong. You don't need therapy. You know, like this is what we're mm-hmm. taught. Like you don't mm-hmm. tell our, you don't mm-hmm. tell our business and what happens in this house stays in our house. Honey, when I say as a therapist or as a motivational speaker, like whatever you would want to refer to me as, my children are in therapy because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be, and that's another thing, I'm not trying to be everything to everybody. I have no problems with outside sources and, you know, I'm a mm-hmm. homeschool teacher. To my daughter, Malika, she has never been in the traditional school setting and she has autism, but by no means is that the right walk of life for all my kids. Right. Me right. and my youngest one, she was like, I'm going to school right this way. In her head, she was going to school and the school bus was coming to get her. 
baby, I don't know where that school bus ever came from in your head. <laughs> but, you know, this is where Ooh. she was at. She could because she was basically letting me know that homeschool was not not an option. Yeah, it wasn't that wasn't going to be. And is whenever when as far as whenever she was ready to start talking, yeah, she was like, "I'm going to school, right? Going to school, mm-hmm. right?" And she she was going to school. Malika on the other hand, and I that's like a threat to her. Like you got to go to school, and this would be like from when she was little, and school was never an option for her. Mm-hmm. homeschool she would always mrs mommy teacher is what she would refer to me as mm-hmm. mrs mommy teacher she wanted to be homeschooled she was okay with that mm-hmm. and her being homeschooled open you know that was another door because that was very unheard of like you know mm-hmm. i'm not educated like i can't teach you like that like i i can teach you how how not to but i can't sit there like you don't remember learning how to read and phonetics mm-hmm. of words and all that stuff because like i said people don't know that backstory to me i just knew how to read i don't yeah. remember learning how to read yeah so I i'll tell you what this girl that stuff we we learn a lot of walks through life i, I lost yes, my train of do. thought because i'd be listening to you so hard and you know i'm squirrel well, brain so don't ever follow my train of thought because <laughs> i'd thought. be listening so hard i'd be get, i'd be i'd be you know me anybody that knows me know that if you have a relationship with me i take everything personal i take everything personal if you give me some advice i'm gonna take it if if we're close mm-hmm. so i absorb a lot it may not seem like i apply it but i absorb a lot even with me you know me and my husband we knock hands all the time because he's an old school country sometimes i would say backwards thinking person he does he hasn't come into Forget the millennia. He ain't even coming to the Zen, Gen Z era yet. <laughs> <laughs> and some things we can there, I tell you. play tug of war on. And you know what? That reminded me of something my mother said because I remember chastising my children. And I'm I'm rearing off topic, but I promise I have a point. And I noticed that she wouldn't spank my kids. And I was like, Mommy, where'd that come from? You used to spank us. You used to give us whoopings. And she told me, she said, I had to come into the new times. And that's where I found myself at when I first started this podcast. I was like, I don't know why the young people do what they're doing and why they talking the way they talking. And some of it is still true because I don't want to see a 12 year old or a 14 year old or just like I just seen the other day. Yesterday, as a matter of fact, a seven year old calling his mom the B word. Oh. And they cursing back and forth, and they got a dialogue. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, you know, coming into the new era and repairing that dialogue is something that I really want to, you know, I really want to focus on. But I couldn't understand at the time that my mom was doing something different with my kids, why she wasn't training them with the way she. I thought that she had instilled it in me. You get whoopings, you get time mm-hmm. out, you sit in the corner and look at the four walls until I tell you to come out. And she wasn't doing that with my kids. Mm-hmm. And when she looked at me and she said, I had to come into the new way of thinking, you can't whoop kids like that anymore. You got your neighbors, you got even your family members wanting to call the man on you. So yeah. we can't do those things. And what you're saying, I don't have to hit you to get you, mm-hmm. that still 
coming into something, doing doing the 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 chastising, but doing it in a whole different way. It's a deeper way, and it sticks. Let me tell you something. It's you got to know your why. Mm-hmm. Again, my 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 biological father was murdered when I was seven months old. But he was a military man. He was in the military. He served drinks in two mm-hmm. different forms of the military, actually. Mm-hmm. And he was a big man in stature. He was very tall, very slender. My mother was the opposite. She's probably little like little like you. You know, I gotta say the word <laughs> little like you. And but she let me tell I'm you tall. something. Yeah, yeah, okay. But my mother was very, she was small in stature, but her presence was larger than life. Mm-hmm. So she took care of the home and she never worked outside of the home for me. You know, so again, it would take all of us together and we wouldn't even have the same story of the same late, the same lady. Mm-hmm. So she was, she was home actually, probably for all of our lives, you know, by stay at home mom, but definitely, again, I can only talk for me. I know she definitely never had a job as far as, you know, as when I was home, all this is leading up to a story. She never had to beat me. Now my siblings, they may have other stories, that's their business. But again, I say, I never, I never got a whipping mm-hmm. from her. And so this one time. <laughs> <laughs> and so this one time she um I think she had told me to clean up or whatever and you know you get rebellious and my mother she my and what's funny is my mother cleaned mm-hmm. so you're cleaning up was her being mad at you but really what the fuck is there to, I'm sorry what what is there to clean there's mm-hmm. nothing to clean she was so OCD like, like me she was, o- no, was OCD like, like no, me. She wasn't even OCD. She was, you ain't gonna break up my good stuff. And nobody knows how to take care of my stuff like I do. So yep. she was, she was that. So I don't know what, what the initials was to that, but that's who she was. But okay, yep. so I say all of that to say, I caught myself, she had plants everywhere. I caught myself ripping up a plant, getting mad, not like ripping, like, you know, like moving stuff around and plant ripping. So she was behind me. And she said her plant was damaged. She said, "Roadie Bo, did you, you, you know? Yes, because I, I was taught you don't lie. And that's what they, I'm not. I, I don't like liars and I'm not a liar. Mm-hmm. But telling the truth sometimes. Get you in trouble. Well, not only will it get you in trouble when you think you can stand up to somebody, telling mm-hmm. the truth will knock you back down. Like, no, oh, yeah. you can tell the truth, but you better know how to tell the truth. Yeah. So when you tell the truth and you buffing up this is because you taller than somebody and bigger somebody, oh, she showed me and she said, I will beat your tail. And she didn't use the word tail because that was a that was a God-fearing lady. But let me tell you, she will beat you with the last with the but with the word of the Lord in a minute. Mm-hmm. She said, and back then that's when we had BCW. And you could call BCW and BCW and I'll beat them too, because I'm your mama. I brought you in as well. I'll take you out because you ain't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out. Now, oh, I'm Lord, everybody, mama so said I that. Sat there and the asthma attack, and you know, because in my head, oh, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. you okay, the ambulance came. What happened? <gasps> and I'm wheezing all that. So she she spoke to me. Yes, I did, and I'll do it again, and I'll do it to you. So I I learned that day. So all I had to hit you to get you is just this point. You can 
think that you're telling on somebody, but when you can back your stuff up, mm-hmm. please, please, because basically mm-hmm. she knew that she was in the right, I was in the wrong, and she could mm-hmm. back her stuff up. You could mm-hmm. try to go someplace else if you want to, but I'm loving you. They're not going to love you mm-hmm. like that. You're not going to get mm-hmm. the same kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. So all, she ain't never had to hit me ever again to get me. Now, my, mm-hmm. my kids never, ever got to be like never ever gotta be mm-hmm. so my youngest though she never got a beating i never put my hands on it and i will always say to her because my oldest technically is my stepdaughter mm-hmm. so i would always say i ain't gotta hit you to get you now at 23 she would be like ma People be like, where you been? I ain't seen you in three months. She'd be like, my mother put me on punishment. And it was like, oh, you ain't got to say no more. <laughs> when I put you on punishment, and you know, she could go to my mother-in-law's house. And I'm like, and she's on punishment. She can't go outside. Da, 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 da. I don't care where you go. Your punishment goes with you. Uh-huh. You could go to Africa. Uh-huh. And trust you me, I would send you with a postcard saying, and this is what she can't do. Uh-huh. So she would be like, yo, them. there was a difference. I ain't got to hit you to get I, you started. I remember some of those days with the with the with your your oldest, your stepdaughter. I hate putting yeah. step in front of anything. Your Me too. That's why I but I, I just said that just so the you know the, the content of people to know, but they all are approximately five years apart. But now it's funny, she and I had a very rough beginning. But when I say now, she is one of my clo- oh my God my biggest cheerleader, she will take, yo, she will take this world out for me. She'll take her father down for me. Like that girl don't, yo, she don't play about me. She we'll does see, not that, play about me. That gives me hope. That gives me yeah. hope. And I'm not saying, I know that all three of my kids love me, but they say I'm a mama bear. I'm overprotective and they don't tell me stuff. And I didn't know this until they got older. Mm-hmm. And, and my middle child said it told me I used to get bullied a lot in the school mm. that you put me through put me in when we moved around because we had a period where we moved around when I lost my job and they were still in good areas but the school district would bust them to areas they wouldn't feel familiar with and I'm just gonna say wow. it, I kept my children in all white neighborhoods and they wasn't exposed to their culture except when they were in school and 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 we were still in a pretty white area, but they had did the whole um, revamping of the district to bring all the cultures together. So they were busing people like you would say from South Bronx to North Bronx. They were making sure I don't care if it was an hour drive. And she told me um, recently, she said, I used to get bullied a lot in school. Wow. And I didn't tell you because you were one of those mothers that you was going to be up there. You was going to be up there. You was going to try to fight for me. And that's the problem that we're having in their adulthood. And my son just turned 30. Shots out to Alex. Happy Ooh, birthday Alex. to you. Um, I don't care how old you are, Alex. I'm still older than you. Remember that. I know. That's right. But that's what they tell me. We can't tell you stuff. They tell me I go overboard. You go overboard. You just OD, ma. You just go overboard. We, You don't let us figure it out. You're ready to jump in and pounce on 
anything that we tell you instead of letting us figure it out. So we don't tell you certain things. We don't tell you when somebody's bothering us. We don't tell you when we got a problem with the bill or whatever, because you go in mommy mode and you take our problems and you put it on your plate. And I was feeling kind of left out in certain parts of their life. But then now I'm understanding I was overstepping my boundaries Mm -hmm. in their adult life. They're no longer in my household. So yeah, you got to know your man. Again, it is is that knowing your why, because my youngest, I worked in her school. And that was back then, that probably was much for her. Not much like a bad thing, because I was never like in her, like I never like stepped on her toes and like I'm here you know like I would still be in the same building but I you know was in my office you know like just 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 doing different things speaking a lot now that's probably when like your mother's a speaker like you know your mom's a thing like you know it's like yeah that's that's my mother she's in charge of the spirit day and she's done the yeah she has the charge speech like yeah, all the stuff that they did won't that, yeah, exactly. that's my mother but what's so cool is I was that mother. Like you was on the phone with me yesterday when the friends came to see me. Like you know, yeah. I did a misery. I I was that mother. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I was that mother that the friends like me. You know, like right. Mm-hmm. So I was I was always there because I try to be down to earth. But they always know that yo. But Miss Really, she don't play. Like I will let you try to figure something out yourself. But I would still be that parent. Like and where where we where we going? Where we da da. You know, I'll walk with you and I'll be like, man, handle your business. I'm that person. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get that point, then I'll jump in or I'll say something. But I'm not, I, I believe in, because for so long, I, you know, a child should be seen and not heard. Yeah. That's what when, when people like get to know me, like that knew me then, they're like, you're a speaker? I didn't know you know how to speak. Let me tell you, we would go straight from church. So my mother would hand me the car keys and I had to go sit in the car and we would go eat or whatever. Like I would go get something and she would be out there talking. I don't know how I didn't call BCW or whatever back then because it wasn't like, yo, she would leave me for like an hour. She would talk because she was a social butterfly and everybody in the church, she had to speak. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't right there talking. I was like, mommy, can we go now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wish I would have did that. Yo, my mother Bobby well, would have just got, stopped them. Yo. They ain't got no problem doing that today. They no, ain't got no problem no. calling uh, child services and, you think and what all I tell that them, good I stuff. They ain't even got no problem cussing out their parents today. And, 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 and I'm going to keep saying this mm-hmm. because I do have listeners that are younger of the younger mm-hmm. generation. And they're like, why are you always talking about the younger generation? If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in life, since you're grown and you can't tell me I'm 18, I'm 19, you can't tell me and you done moved out and you're doing what you have to do, or even if you haven't moved out. Respect goes a long way. That's the first mm-hmm. thing your parents teach you is about respect. So I can I can respect you being your own person. I can't respect you being your own person in my household and you think you're going to say and do what you want to do and I'm still doing the majority of the providing. It's not like a marriage where we're 50-50 and we're splitting all the bills and this, that, and the third. Now, 
with that being said, if you can say all the things that you want to say, but you can also do it outside of my home, it's kind of like a job. You're not going to go on the job and tell a supervisor what you is and ain't going to do for that eight hour day and still expect them to pay you a check. And that's the same way I see a parent and a, a, a child's relationship. And when you feel like you're at a certain age and I guess that's why my children, they moved out like three, four months after graduating because they all told me the same thing. You used to always say, you're up under my roof. And until you turn 18, when you get out of my house, you can do what you want to do. So they were in a hairy to get out because that's all that's I it. instilled in them. And then my son, he, he's you. quick to tell you, you know, I don't have any babies. I'm 30 years old. I don't have any babies. And he said, one of the, a lady asked him, you know, Alex, when are you going to give your mama some grandbabies? He said, I'm finding it hard enough to take care of my mom and my two sisters. I ain't got time for no other women digging in my pockets <laughs> for that's anything true. special, you know, and, and, and that that's just one of those things. But I will that's always it. say if we can just true. bring... It's kind of like the, you know, you just, just said labor, you know, Jesus said when he was talking to his disciples, you know, the fruit is plentiful, but the labels are few. The labor is few. Is that, they and will, I mean, there's no, there's no true statement. You reap what you sow and all that other good stuff. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't, I never hit my kid. It's not because they never deserve to get hit or any of other stuff, but it's when you bring up the um, work. That's exactly my point. I run my house like a corporation. I don't expect your boys to beat you because you didn't do that eight-hour job. Mm -hmm. But but don't expect your boss head, to pay you either. That's what I was going to say. In his head, oh, I don't have to hit you to get you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You put in eight hours, but you worked for an hour. I ain't got to hit you to get you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, your I had, my spent. last job, they used to take hours from people. The glory be to God, they that's, didn't do that to me. That's but exactly they what used I'm to, saying. They used to take hours because people, they knew the people that would mm -hmm. stand around mm -hmm. the time clock because we mm -hmm. we had a whole free range. The only thing that I missed about that job was the freedom. I never had a job where I could go to work, talk on my phone, listen to my music and have my own workspace. I didn't really have to interact with anybody unless I was training somebody. And there was no supervisors on my ship. Mm. We were just in the building. So okay. some people took advantage of that and forgot about the cameras. So mm. when, you know, you forget about the cameras, you get, so I don't have a supervisor, what have you. But the same saying goes, you know, I don't have to hit you to get you. He knew That's the what? ones that were working up to the last 15 minutes of cleanup that was standing around the time clock for 30, 40 minutes. So when they would get their check, They'd be running in the office. Well, I worked till 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, you didn't. Because at yeah. 1030, you stopped and you were chattering at the computer by the time clock for 30 minutes. So, you know. The, the, it, it's funny it because my my job when I was the, manager, um, the uh, analyst manager at my former job, the phone, I just, I just said phone company. We didn't have time clocks ever. I don't even mm -hmm. know if they, but what's funny is based on when you clock in and mm -hmm. you clock out. So if you put a call on hold for too long, but they can see that there definitely was calls in queue and a call didn't come, you wasn't available or whatever, then you wasn't working. So mm -hmm. that's how people, when you say people think they get over, you think you get over because there is no time clock. 
But they get you by clocking in, uh-huh. being ready to work. Uh-huh. So you were still being clocked, but just not, you know what I'm saying? People yeah. are, are change. People ex, ex, ex think that they expect that, okay, there's no time clock. I'm not putting something in and out of my pumpkin. So I'm not being watched. Uh-huh. Just like, you you know, there was still cameras. Oh, you're still being watched. You're just being, you're not being micromanaged the uh-huh. way that you're used to. This is a they, new form. That was the thing. That was the thing. They couldn't figure out if the cameras was live feed or just recording. So some know. of them came to the conclusion that it was recording. It was doing both. It was sending live feed to the corporate office in Georgia. It was just recording in the building to where as our supervisor could come in and let's say, let me go back to this date and figure out what's going on. So nobody really had to tell on you. We had a guy Mm -hmm. that would punch in for his shift, work an hour. And our building was big. We used to host a lot of meetings there. He'd go into one of the conference room, pull out the chairs and go to sleep for six hours and then come back. With that being said, you know, I ain't got to hit you to get you. But anyway, moving on, moving on. What patch are we working on this week? Girl, so I'm um, I'm playing, I haven't really figured out the right word for the tea, but basically I'm just grabbing tea, a tea bag. Um, I, I have loose tea. I love tea, period. You know, because um, you didn't send me a whole box full of. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I said, oh girl, girl. I, I forgot about that. Yes, you did. And you and, still got some I much. love it. I love it. My daughter came over here and raid that bad girl. And she For was real. like, I know and this because you know I don't know teas like that. And she was like, Oh, I want this one. I want this one. Mom, this one's good for this, and this one's good for that. And she just took her a whole little bag full. I got and I got some more. I sent my glasses to hope some. Uh, I I love so this is basically because girl, I let me tell you. Kermit, he'd be dropping the one-liners and he'd be like, mm, let me sip on that one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hit you with this. I ain't got to hit you to get you. But Ooh. now you soak it in. I'm gonna I'm sit back for a minute. I'm gonna let that marinate in your brain. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he take his little drink. And, and keep it like, moving. Now what? I love it. So well, I designated myself that this is what this patch is. I need me some one-liners. I need me some one-liners. And I have some. I got some snappy comebacks. They just not, uh, you know, they not. How did we say yesterday? Um, I'm human. I'm human. And sometimes I, you know, I was telling, I was telling you yesterday, I, I felt like for me, I fell out of the will of God and I had to go back and repent because I had to get with somebody. And it's not the way that I want to get with somebody, but it wasn't the fact that I cursed or what have you. I hated the fact that if you, if you're into the word, like I am, and you're into God's word, he said, you, how can you praise me and blaspheme at the same time? And I carry that around with me. With all that being said, I like that one-liner because somebody told me one time, Victoria, you're such a beautiful lady, but your mouth, you got a potty mouth. 
I wish I just had those quick comebacks. And by the time I think of a quick comeback, the whole episode is over and done with. And I'm sitting here trying to, I'm sitting here now. I got all these snappy comebacks and I'm wishing I would have said that in that moment instead of flying off the handle and, and going from zero to 60 yeah, in that time. You gotta, have, you gotta keep that control. Don't, don't give your, what I told you, don't, don't give your power, don't lend your power to nobody. Yeah. To nobody. Yeah. Because you are the one that, that has to reap the benefits of that. Now, mm-hmm. how you want to reap it? Yeah, this is true. This is true. This is true. I, I need to put all my trust I'll, in God. I'll sip, I'll sip to that. S- sip me, to that let, me sit, let me sit back and let that marinate. I know that's right. Well, listen, guys, we're going to wrap this one up. Um, God, we have so much to talk about and we talk like this every day and time just flies. It seems like we just got on and time is flying. And I don't know, maybe next, well, maybe it, next week, because I have planned on talking about our Jamaica trip and we get we'll into that so down. much We'll stuff. talk about it. We'll talk about but it. We're we going to talk about it one day. We're going to hit them so hard. We're going to talk about the Jamaica trip and we ain't going to even be there. And I ain't gonna be here. We're gonna be someplace and we're gonna be together. We're gonna I be know. We, I can't wait traveling. to do our lives. I can't wait to That's go it. somewhere and just traveling. Dude, you're gonna be doing some Facebook lives and Instagram lives and whatever, I whatever was, feed. I'll, I I was dribble to that one. We gonna be look. <laughs> but listen, guys, on a serious note, first and foremost, I do wanna thank Mr. Ken, aka. Uh, Mr. Gentleman Lifestyles. He had me on his show. It premiered this weekend. And I got to tell my story for most of you that don't know. I don't like to say that I'm a, a, a recovering alcoholic. Like what I would like to say is I was a businesswoman drinking too much and drowning in her misery. So I tell my story and how God saved me and cleaned me up on his channel and I also pinned it on our YouTube channel so if you guys like to get to know a little bit more about me and my walk with God I tell that story on his channel so thank you very much Mr. Ken for you know reaching out to me and making that happen and all that good stuff it was a pleasure and he will be on my show if you guys don't follow us head on over to 12streettalkback.com and follow us on our website. That's www.podpage slash 12 Street Talk Back. Or you can follow us on any of your listening platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Good Pods, where we are now number one in relationships. We have been number one for about two weeks and it goes back and forth between one of my favorite shows. We go we go toe to toe with that relationship number one spot and it has been that way for a couple months. As well as society and cultural, we stay at right about around five or six. This week, we're at number four. And on the overall top 100s, that's number 18. I like to celebrate all my accolades. I think that is a big deal for me because Good Pods is a platform where they cater to independent podcasters. So anything that we put out there on Spotify by podcasters, uh, we get to distribute on other platforms. So I thought that was a big deal, big deal for us to, to be there. As well as I wanted to share some news with you guys. We talked about this last week, us having some surprises, Spotify for podcasters 
were one of them. So you guys that listen to my morning aspirations, you probably have already heard the commercials. I've got the kudos from you guys. It sounded good. So I'm glad that you guys are happy about that. I am finding out getting sponsorship does not equal all of the ching ching <laughs> that people think that it does. You really have to put in the work for that. Um, and speaking of which, um, even my children, they were like, mom, I think we get our go getting from you because we were trying to find you sit at home jobs due to your back and, and you found something that we didn't exactly agree with. They wasn't totally a hundred percent on board. I mean, they were giving me down the country, especially about some of the topics of the Gen Z era, but they came on in and they said, you know, you stuck to it. And I think that's what we get our go get. You, you, you were determined you were going to talk whether we wanted to listen or people wanted to listen. And, you know, you're in that phase now where God is just elevating you to the phase where now you can have sponsorship, which brings me to, um, I'll just read to you, uh, you guys. Hi, Victoria. Greetings this morning. Great, great having you on our call here at Better Me. Excited for our new partnership. That's right, you guys, you heard it. We have a partnership with BetterHelp. And it is, um, we actually landed two sponsorships with BetterHelp that you guys will hear throughout our episodes on Spotify, iHeart, or any of your listening platforms, and maybe here on YouTube as well. We're just working out the kinks, but everything is fine, sealed, and delivered. We got uh, a partnership with BetterHelp. We also got a partnership with um, faithful counseling. And that is a, another part, another entity of better help. So if you're a believer like me and you prefer just to have Christian counseling, mm -hmm. you will be able to do that. So if you're still on the fence with your walk with Christ, you have, um, therapists that will help you on the better, better me half. If you're one of those that, I just want to talk to someone that's a believer, that's a Christian like me, then you have faithful counseling. So you guys will start hearing some of that come up as well as um, one you know about uh, uh, Miss Riri and one you don't know about. Uh, the second thing is we landed a um, interview with a prominent author by the name of Nilea Ka. And she is a recipient of a Essence Award. God, I can't talk. Essence Award, Mercedes-Benz uh, Award winning. I mean, she's just got so many accolades. Yeah. Best Amazon seller. I mean, it, and, and the funny thing is you talked about earlier, Irene, about um, your journey and starting off here with the ticketed and then the headhunter recruiting you and then them having to give you your own your own space your or they had to create a job for you I started off not knowing where to look for sponsorship for waiting for Spotify to uh waiting to get the following waiting to get the streams and downloads for them to qualify for their monetization program that came along, but it came along after we had got the sponsorship with BetterHelp. And BetterHelp ended up just giving me two. And on that same day, 
then I got an email from sponsor, uh, Spotify by mm-hmm. podcast that they wanted to sponsor the show. And then after that, I got an email from this author that I didn't reach out to. And she liked my show. She liked that it was a Christian-based show and wanted to do an interview with me. So I was happy about that. And then on top of that, and you said, I can't hold water, but this one I kept from you for about 30 <laughs> days now. Oh, God, um, I got a book deal in the works. Um, someone right. heard my show and they want me God, to do a small book. It's not anything major, but um, when I talked about um, being in the world, in, in the... God. In the co- in the corporate world, God, you are so good. You're gonna do it. You are so good. You're gonna do it. You better and know that. That's my battle with alcohol and hmm. just being depressed. Oh, you gonna do it? Being deceived. Do it with the man that I went through the marriage with before. It's just not knowing how to put my life together, girl. When I talked about that, someone heard it. When I talked about watching the other women not in going in and not out the store. None of that is anything. Like I was that I had a career and and seeing that I wasn't the only one doing that. Someone heard it and they want me to talk about it because there's That's a lot it. of people out here like that was broken like I was. So glory be to God. Yeah, not alone. Mm. Ooh, that's beautiful. When, your when people time, feel alone, that's it. You're not alone. It's your time. Tell the truth. So tell some tell the great truth. things are in the works and not tell just for the truth. glory of monetize, monetary things. Because I definitely have to put in some work for all the three three amazing things that God is doing in my life. It's for the fact that I overcame. I can sit here now and say that I overcame a lot of what I went through. And there's a lot of other women out there that, that needs to see and hear. And they need to see it from a regular person, not... Mm-hmm. somebody that's mm-hmm. in that's mm-hmm. famous or not mm-hmm. instagram mm-hmm. famous or, about or real housewives fam- famous because it. unbeknownst to us and i am a very i was i used to be very heavy in the real whatever it was real housewives you know i was very heavy in watching that stuff not knowing that a lot of stuff like that is scripted yes and i want to be transparent i got to cut you off for that you know my famous thing is it's like you want to talk about real life? This is a real life house. Well, you know, like the autism and scripting. No, this is real. Your life is real. Mm-hmm. That's that's a beautiful thing. Stay, yes. stay real. So, so, you know this journey, my bestie. You know this journey. And we always do this. We say we're not going to go over time, but we do. <laughs> but uh, I have to, oh, I have God. to give all glory to God. I don't. You know, a couple of things you guys will start seeing right away. And the other thing I want to just coast through and and find my way, find my words and and 
anything that I do, I incorporate God in it. Okay. And if I don't hear it from you him, success, you got to. Right. And, and if I don't hear it from him, I don't want to do it. If I don't want to do it. So um, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to say in the book without telling somebody else's story and just tell my own story. So if it, if it works and it's, it's a great fit for me, as I told them, as long as it keeps somebody, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to tell anybody else's story, but mine and how I overcame. So as long as it fits, I, I think, I thank God for the opportunity. I thank the company for the opportunity. And, but you'll hear more about that as it goes down the line. I'm still praying on that. I'm still looking for the right answer from God and I want to be transparent in what I do because I don't want to do something and just put something out there for money I want it to help someone I want my story your story our guest story I want it to help somebody and shots out to the show to the Miss Riri and Victoria J show we have gotten a lot of feedback. I don't know if you can see it on your end, Irene, with me being the moderator, but you know, we have gotten a lot of, we got a lot of feedback and the girls really like it and they think you were just funny. I told you guys she was going to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps me laughing. And, and when she said in one of our episodes, and I don't know if you guys remember, and if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. She said she she doesn't try to be, hilarious on purpose but she don't like to be too serious this is who she is every day so even the times when I want to call complain and fuss and be mad and sad she fought she'll give me what I'm looking for but it ends up making me laugh and I'll be like I'm mad she find one laugh today <laughs> I am not I am not the place to land if you want to stay stuck and sad I'm yo bypass this number Cause I'm going, I don't like heavy. I don't, you know, life, life in itself is heavy. And I, I, I give it that Lord, I live a heavy life. You, you will never understand the heaviness of what life can be, but you have to find your humor in all things. When you're human, you've got to find a human in it. Cause it will take you out. I'm a Pollyanna in all things, but I'm a happy Pollyanna. You've got to find humor in it. Cause life will take you out. You and these things, oh, oh, you got to do this for me. You got to do this for me. Yeah. I got it wrote on my board. You have got to do this for me. You got to explain mm -hmm. the puzzle-ism because I tried to explain <laughs> in one of my episodes and I, I think I, I got it messed up. So we just going to run over today. We just going to run over. That's okay. I'll cut out the junk. <laughs> when I talk about that puzzle, you can have like a thousand piece puzzle and you can have one missing piece and people would be like, Oh my God, you put the puzzle together, but where's that one? Like they will notice that one missing piece that's missing. So if you did a thousand pieces, people will only see 999 and they will call you on that one missing piece. Well, you think that one piece means nothing to somebody is not complete. And my brother, Adam, watched some more, I forgot what the movie was. And it basically showed that like the guy was he had autism and he was putting the puzzle together and he was missing this one piece and he was freaking out and the girl gave him that one piece and then it was complete so and I found that I found that about that he showed me that years after me always talking about the missing piece of the puzzle and when I 
put not I, but when we put our autism group together, and I did come up with the the um putting it together one piece at a time, or you know whatever mm-hmm. our, our motto is, that's how it is. That's that's honestly how life is. It's putting things together. And my group, my us with the co-founders, we put it together, but we did it one piece at a time. And that's how life is. Mm-hmm. You got to do things to completion because people will see that one. They're not going to see all it. They're not going to be impressed by all of that. Mm-hmm. Where's that one missing piece? And that's the thing. And that's where I'm at now. I don't want to take every opportunity that knocks at the door because it, it may not be the right piece. It may not uh-huh. fit. Uh-huh. But uh, the opportunity is that is lacking. I want God to put it in that right place to make it fit, to make it beautiful, to make it what his glory is. God, so that's the only way you're going to shine. His will for this. my life, his greatness for my life. And, and, and I do realize I was just thinking about it this morning. I was heavy in prayer and I said, Lord, you know, people always say, um, about the devil, Satan attacking you, bigger, bigger devils, bigger devils to fight, higher levels, bigger devils. I don't want to apply that to my life. I know um, God, you know, he says in his word, you know, God was persecuted. So you're, you're going to be persecuted, especially if you're walking and you're talking with him. So I don't expect everything to be easy, but I thank God for today, what's happening in this moment. Anything past this moment I don't want to focus on I want to focus on his will for today and what I can do in this day to do his will everything to be in his will for his glory so I'm always asking him for insight not foresight and let his will be done because sometimes we look for the foresight and we don't look we don't ask him about the insight because sometimes we can get stuff and we think that it's a blessing from God and he'll allow us to have these things but is it the right fit and you have Mm -hmm. the common sense to know if it's the right fit or not Mm -hmm. but I'm happy to share this news with you guys and that is our time we talked about some great things I love it I love it I love it thank you guys for listening to Vic and Miss Riri or Miss Riri and Vic and you guys come on over and check out 12th Street Talk Back on Spotify um, iHeartRadio, Good Pods Amazon, Apple, Castro Bay, and many 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 more you guys um, check us out on our YouTube channels for Freedom Fridays we thinking about just leaving it over on YouTube for Freedom Fridays because we have so much going on with the 12th Street Talk Back coming up in the next couple months if it be in God's will so Mm -hmm. you guys have to check this will be your little bonus gal chat if you want to hear the Freedom Fridays you got to come on over to our YouTube channel is we talking to ourselves, Riri? Girl, you know, I am. I'm talking to my, as I'm putting on stickers. And when you said that, I said, yeah, but that will be done. Because if God is not leading, if he hasn't already preceded that, I don't want to be no part of nothing that God has not already preceded it. He precedes me in all things. Yeah. So that, it was just me rambling on about that. 
Mm-hmm. He perceives me in all things. So in all things. So with that being said, we're gonna be tell you guys peace and blessings. We're out of here. We took up enough of your time today. We'll see you back here, same channel next Friday for girls chat freedom fridays with misery Ree and victoria j peace and blessings to you bye